What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Santa Time Podcast, where no matter if it's Eastern Time, Western Time, or Pacific Time, it'll always be Santa Time. And, oh, holy shit, I forgot my tea. Oh, hold on, guys. All right. All right, guys. Uh, I just... Uh, I just got my tea from the kitchen because I realized that that it's been sitting by the uh, that it's been sitting by the uh, the uh, the espresso machine for a while. So yeah, yeah, I'm one of those lazy people who uh, who make tea with like the with like the water filter from uh, from a coffee maker. So yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and anyway, so this is the Safety Time podcast. Where no matter if it's Eastern Time, Western Time, or Pacific Time, it'll always be Safety Time. And today I have returning guest John Griffin from the Middle Sector Podcast. How you doing, buddy? Howdy ho, everyone. I am so goddamn tired, but hey, podcast calls, I answer. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. And, and yeah, uh, but, but for me, I had a bit of a boring day. I I mean, like, I mean, like I, I didn't get called into work for once. So there's that just because, just because the escape room, like hired somebody finally. So like literally just me and two other coworkers, but now it's four. <laughs> nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's always nice to hit the tab of new hire. So, so that way you can work three days a week. So, yeah. It's always nice. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I have a full time job, so and it sucks. But hey, yeah, like yeah, like me, like working every day at the escape room. Like it felt like full time since that I always close around nine p.m. So oh, I used to work in a grocery store. I do not miss that shit. <laughs> Oof. Oof, I would never. I wouldn't work at a grocery store. So yeah, and anyway, uh, so. John, I invited you here because summer is here, and and for us movie fans, we always think about we 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 always be we are always on the lookout for films that are coming out this summer that might be that that might be the next big summer blockbuster, or or at least not like, or at least not like the next the next the summer blockbuster like Jaws is, but like. But, but like another mega blockbuster that's gonna like take over this summer, so uh, so uh, so John, I think I explained this to you. Uh, usually when I do an ep, usually when I record, I like to do pop, I like to do a pop culture news segment. But instead of that, this is a this is a movie preview segment specifically on the films that are coming out this summer. So far, Alrighty. So like so far, Asteroid City came out today. The new film for Wes Anderson, which I have yet to see. I've heard a lot of like. I have seen it. It's very very good. Oh yeah, like and, and it's your favorite film of the year so far, right? Yes, that's <laughs> only just because I love Wes Anderson movies. So maybe that'll maybe the favorite of the year opinion will change. But right now, yeah, that's it's number one. Yeah, 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 dude. It like it always changes for me. Like. uh like, like at first it was John Wick Chapter Four, then it was Blackberry unexpectedly because I didn't think I'd like Blackberry that much. Oh, and that, same. Oh, really? Okay, nice, dude. And 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 then it was Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, which you I and saw. I had the same fucking three movies change uh change into our uh, top ones of the year. 
Like oh. I had, I also had Wick Four at number one. Then I had Blackberry. Then I had Spider Verse. That's cool, man. That's really, really cool. And yeah. uh, so wait, so wait, what, what, uh, what star rating do do you have Spider Verse? Five right now. Could change oh, on yeah. rewatch, but oh. right now it's a five. Oh yeah, same, same, dude. I love it. I still love it. Like I've seen it I mean, three times and I still fucking it love it. It does suck that the animators were apparently treated like shit, but hey, at least they turned in something beautiful. Right, yeah. I, good and, God, I do not care if that third movie gets delayed like two years because I just want them to be treated fairly and given the proper time to make the movie. You see, I have that specific mindset too. I, As much as I am excited about Beyond the Spider-Verse due to that, due to that major cliffhanger and like Mina... Uh, and, and me and my friend uh, Stockton talked about it for uh, for the podcast, which you should listen to. And uh, and uh, and like at and like I and uh, uh, and like as long as like because of that insane cliffhanger, like it's gonna be a it's probably gonna be very very long until like we get the third movie. And like I don't really care when that third movie comes out we just want these animators and visual effects artists to be treated fairly and the fact that amy pascal made the most unprofessional statement i've ever seen good god oh, oh good god. my lord she's a okay i'm just gonna be front and center uh and say it she's a bitch <laughs> like every single time that we see her do anything that gets media attention, it's something awful. Like she, we need to get her out of there, man. Uh, yeah, man, we do. Her and yeah, yeah, her and Avi Arad, pretty much. Apparently, it was Avi Arad's idea to put the spot in the sequel. So, uh, I mean, he, he has some good ideas, I guess. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, and like that's kind of like a pop culture news segment right there. And uh, oh, uh, you watch Invincible, right? Of course I do. Oh yeah, I love Invincible too. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, follow up question: The Boys or Invincible? Um, that's a tough question. I kind of like The Boys a little bit more, but I do. I think I, they're like neck and neck for me. Like I love them both the same amount. I but mean, I, I mean, yeah, for me, I like, am more invested in The Boys right now, though. I think. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited for season four. I'm just waiting on its release date. My oh, God. We all are, and man. uh and uh side note, Carl Urban is not Johnny Cage. He does not look like Johnny Cage to me. Yeah. Oh my god. Um he should have been Kano. <laughs> they, 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 they he stole that role from the Miz. Like, even if not him, like I think they should have gotten some professional wrestler who looks like Johnny Cage to play him because that would fit perfectly with the character. Or, or hear me out, hear me out. Brad, what about Brad Pitt as Johnny Cage? Like he could uh, play like I'm a not... no, no, no. Okay, listen, listen, listen. He could play like a veteran, like Hollywood type actor who, uh, who was like a big action star back in the nineties, and and with this version of Johnny Cage, he could be like seen as a has been. You know what I mean? I think if you were to do something like that, Jean-Claude Van Damme would be the perfect person to do it. But the thing, because that's literally what he is. But the thing is, he's voicing him in the new game, too. So that's uh, really that's interesting. Yeah, shit. Uh, Missed opportunity there if they wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But anyways, uh, so I bring up Invincible because because there is a plot detail that was revealed about Invincible Season 2 
And specifically, they're adapting yep. the Angstrong Levi <laughs> plotline from the graphic novel. And I've read and I've and I've read and finished the graphic novel. So I pretty much know what's gonna happen next. Like, and a lot of people and some people are pretty much pissed off that like Invincible is also gonna do a multiverse route because at this point we're pretty much fatigued with multiverses, like like yeah, like 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 Disney and Marvel were doing it, Warner Brothers and DC were doing it, and uh like like hell, Spider-Verse did it, but they do that really well. And, and with Invincible, they're gonna I think they're gonna do that really well because the multiverse aspect of Invincible is a key plot line because essentially Angstrong Levi pretty much pretty much cracked the code on making on creating multiverses or whatever. Like he's kind of like the spot without the comedic relief, and that you don't really think at first that he's gonna be a serious problem. Oh, See, yeah, when I saw that news, I wasn't mad because I was like, even though I've never read the comics for Invincible, even and I know I should, I knew that there was multiverse shit like in the story that that the comic tells after what the first season did. So I was like, the only people who are mad at this are just ones that just don't read the comics, I guess. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and that gets me like really, and again, that makes me really really excited because the because i mean like i mean like with new viewers to invincible they didn't know they didn't really know that omni man was pretty much a shady was pretty much a shady guy and that he was and that he was pretty and that he was pretty much a conquering superhuman like pretty much a yeah pretty much, like like pretty much a super saiyan like like uh like specifically uh like vegeta like when he was introduced if you know what I'm talking about, if you've ever seen Dragon Ball Z, some. Oh right, right yeah, that's fair. And that's crazy like Dragon Ball guy, but I do like it. Yeah right, and like uh, and like, and like not a lot of people like, ex- and, and not a lot of people like really expected that with the whole Omni Man twist when he like massacred the uh, the Guardians of the Globe. And, yeah. And like and like when uh. And and like. And like when Omni Man gave like the biggest ass whooping to Mark, and like that's another and that's another reason why I think Invincible is slightly better for the boys to me. It's because that I relate to Mark more, and I really mm. like and 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 I really like the type of superheroes that are like that 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 are pretty much like young and uh, that are young and live mundane lives while also having the responsibilities of a superhero. Exactly like who Spider Man is, and essentially mm-hmm. Mark is like. He's like if Spider-Man had flight, you know, like if Peter Parker was Superman instead without like the whole like laser vision thing. Yeah. 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 And that's cool. And yeah, I definitely uh, probably when I rewatch season one, maybe it'll be like, oh, yeah, I do like Invincible more than the boys. But yeah, that's all I got on that topic, really. Yeah. Okay. Do sure, love that. Do love that show. I really do. Got to rewatch that first season before Me too. the new one. Me too. It's been a while since I rewatched it with my mom. You know. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I'll show my girlfriend it. Oh, oh, dude. I don't think she's ready for that. But yeah, <laughs> uh, she's seen the first two episodes. I think she'll be fine. Okay. All right. And... I, she she got through the boys with no problem. Okay. Yeah. And uh, just wait. Not that I'm. Like just wait until you, uh, yeah. Just wait until she gets to like the later episodes, and then you both are probably gonna have a talk about that. But that, but but that's yeah. all right. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, so 
summer blockbusters. Uh, first, I want to like go over like the summer releases that are coming out, and that's um, so that's so that's pretty much like every movie that I'm excited about. So Joyride, which is basically an Asian like American led like female comedy, which looks really good, and I really like the trailer a lot. I think I think every joke pretty much hits in that movie. Uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, which apparently. Mm-hmm. Which apparently parts one and two of Dead Reckoning are not really the conclusion of Mr. Possible. So how do you feel about that? <laughs> I'm confused as hell because they they were saying that that was going to be it. Like eight, uh, we're, we're done after Mission Impossible 8, which yeah. would be Dead Reckoning part two. And then all of a sudden Christopher McQuarrie is like, oh, no, we're already planning stuff for the ones after it. So I huh? They're gonna go till Cruz dies on set in a stunt accident. That's oh. what that's what's gonna happen. Pretty much, yeah. And then they're gonna like CGI Tom Cruise's face on another stunt double. Don't even say that, dude. They will will that into existence. <laughs> oh, oh no! I think I. Oh no! It's I might gonna have happen. It. Ah, oh, it's no. gonna happen. <laughs> hey, hey, man! Uh, spoiler alert, by the way, for the Flash. Um, we just saw Christopher Reeve get fucking deep faked and CG'd into a movie. I think anything could happen now. Don't even get me started on yeah, that. If you want to talk Holy about summer shit. blockbusters, that's one that was really bad. Oh my god! It wasn't even a successful summer movie. It fucking bombed. Good. That's not even like a a movie with a DC comic book hero like the Flash shouldn't bomb like that. And like and like mainly it's Ezra Miller's fault. I mean, like they're the criminal there. And and it also mm-hmm. the Christopher Reeve shit. Like, come on, man. It's that, it's so desperate. It's de- it's desperation to get a crowd reaction. And I saw it in the theater regretfully. And uh no one made a sound at that. Oh, I don't even God. think I heard anyone laugh during the movie. I got one person that tried to start a crowd cheer when Gal Gadot showed up, but no one else made a sound. It was really embarrassing to hear. That wasn't even Gal Gadot, <laughs> that wasn't even Gal Gadot, by the way. That was like a woman with 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 a CGI Gal Gadot's face. Are you serious? I am not joking. There's that, no way that this was, movie's that, that bad. Was a, that was another. It was another actress whose whose face had Gal Gadot. I'm not joking. You can look it up. Jesus Christ. The irreversible I... damage that the Mandalorian season two finale did. Oh, man, man. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. This is pretty much the Mandalorian's fault. But yeah, uh, and it's also like, with the whole like Dead Reckoning part one and part two thing, uh, it's kind of like how like Vin Diesel like showed up at the Fast X premiere. It was like, oh, actually, uh, Fast X is actually is actually going to be split in three parts. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, like this what? franchise is not going to end. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, in terms of our, what technically, where does summer blockbuster season start this year? Does it start with Guardians three, and it's just been pushing since then, or does it start with Super Mario, even though that was a spring release? Oh. Yeah, uh, technically, technically, the summer like wave pretty much starts in May or something. Yeah, or, just because like I think it's all because that some schools like like to like finish school like like to like finish their semesters early in like May or some shit. That schools start in August. So right. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah. So next movie, uh, Barbie Oppenheimer. Oh my god, that's gonna be. Those are gonna be. I got my tickets for both of them. <laughs> I I am missing out of them because I'm gonna be in Spain with my family. Oh, I'm really sad about that, but it's okay. 
I will still see them after after my vacation is done. So, I mean, like I saw Nope like right after my Spade vacation. So I think I'm good there. But yeah. Yeah. Can I like? I got a really interesting prediction about okay. like that whole um about that whole thing. But um, what was it? I think Oppenheimer's not gonna do that well. Now listen to why. Okay. It's being heavily advertised as a um, IMAX movie. Like, you got to go see this in IMAX. And I'm sure people will, but at the same time, there's going to be a lot of people that are not interested in going into an IMAX theater to see a film about a nuclear physicist, if you I, know what I mean. Right, yeah, sure. But it's also Nolan. And everybody I know, loves Nolan's Nolan. name is on it. That's the only thing that makes me think this could do very well, but I just, I don't think it's going to make like i don't think it's gonna make older nolan money like you know what i mean right 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 yeah i i i feel yeah and like and yeah for sure like 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 pretty much barbie might do more successfully just because that a it's margot robbie and ryan gosling doing a movie together it's directed by one of the most and one of the now most successful like women directors on the planet mm-hmm. uh uh a, a greta gerwig and then um and 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 Barbie, it looks like visually pleasing. Like I think it's like when, it, and I think Barbie is going to be like an interesting and probably my movie of the year, if we're being honest. Like I never thought it would be. I never thought it would be excited for a Barbie movie, but here we are. Hey, it's like they say in the second trailer for it. If you don't like Barbie, this movie's also for you. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Pretty I much. have, um, we skipped over and went right to July, but this week we actually have a fifth Indiana Jones movie coming out. Which, oh, no. Which is not going to be good, but hey, at least I'll hear that theme song again on in the big screen. Yeah, I yeah, guess. yeah. And at, and at least it's going to be... And at least it's still going to be composed by John Williams and not yeah. some schmuck who thinks that he could do Indiana Jones music. Yeah, like uh, John Ottoman, who tries to do the Superman theme in Superman Returns, but Williams's version sounds so much better. Oh, oh, did he? I haven't seen Superman Returns in a while, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it sounds similar, but like the Williams version just has it just has the juice. Right, right, right. Yeah, it truly does. And yeah. So, oh my God, bit of a. I'm, bit of I'm here. seeing. Oh, nice. Thankfully, I haven't gotten anything. East Coast storm problems. Am I right? But um, uh, I'm actually seeing Indiana Jones five on Thursday. So... Oh, really? Okay. I might uh, I might see it this weekend if I'm not working. But yeah, who knows what will happen? Yeah, I would. Honestly, I would have skipped it in theaters if two of my friends didn't want to see it. Right, yeah. And, so I was like, and, oh, fuck it, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this case, two of your friends are going with you then. then yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay cool. Uh, next movie. Uh, the, new Haunted ha- the new Haunted Mansion movie from Disney looks pretty cool. I, okay. I don't know what that is, if I'm being honest. So, so, so you know the Eddie Murphy movie from 2003? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it That's, a remake of it? Uh, more like a more like a reimagining of it, or some oh, some okay. type of reboot. Uh, like it has it has Rosario Dawson, Lakeith Stanfield, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Danny DeVito. Which all actors I like. Yeah, I, I yeah I like those actors too. Yeah, I like those actors too. 
I like those actors too, specifically Danny DeVito. And not gonna lie, trailer looks great. I think the jokes look pretty. I, I, I think it. I think it was kind. I, I think it was kind of funny. Like it gives off a really spooky and creepy vibe, which I like in which I like in most Disney movies that try to do creepy shit. But yeah, I might see it. Who knows? Hmm. Uh, uh, this horror movie called Talk to Me, which is a movie from Australia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks good. I'm it, excited for this one. Uh, it might be a better horror movie than Bo is Afraid. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, if you called Bo is Afraid a horror movie, I call it a comedy, but not for not like with it. I'm not laughing at with it. I'm laughing at it. Fuck uh, you, Ari. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I got it. Uh, like literally the only two Ari movies I like are Midsommar and, and, and Hereditary, in which Midsommar I think is better. You know? Yeah, I agree. Thanks. Thanks, man. Uh, Meg Two, it looks fun. I'm always, I'm always into some dumb fun, you know. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, however, looks yes. pretty dope. And like, I think I mentioned this in a, in 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 a, in a previous podcast recording. Uh, like when I saw when I saw Guardians Three again with my family on my birthday and also Father's Day, uh, my mom was like really impressed by the trailer. She really liked the drawings of it. Of, of the movie and specifically and i really like that the ninja turtles are actually voiced by teens yeah like and also i'm pretty sure the one that voices leonardo was the voice of gumball and the amazing world of gumball so good to see that he's going places yes yes he is and uh and uh brady nude who's the voice of uh Raphael, was in uh good boys have you watched that yes i have I didn't really like it, but what? Which kid was he? Uh, he was the uh, uh, like, like he was the kid whose uh, whose parents had a bunch of sex toys or some shit. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's Raph. He's Raph. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but no, that's totally like great. Actually, getting teenagers to voice these characters because the last time I can remember, um, a t- an animated TMNT movie was that one from two thousand seven. Where you just, you just unlocked a core memory of my childhood. I used to I'm watch that to all the time. Nolan North voices rap. Well, I gotta give that movie a plus though, because they actually got real voice actors to voice the turtles in it. Oh yeah, they well, did. they they reserved the um dude, the dude, celebrity dude. appearances for the supporting roles, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, dude. Patrick Stewart as Shredder. That's cool, right? Yeah, wait, was it Shredder? Yeah, oh yeah, I, I think it was, it was. I think it was I, I, I think. I, I don't know. I gotta rewatch. I'll rewatch that movie before the new one comes out. But and, like uh, Chris Evans uh, voices Casey Jones in it. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's Sarah cool. Michelle like, Geller was... voices April, this and looks... then uh, yeah, that's cool. Oh, oh, Sarah Michelle. Oh, Sarah Michelle Geller was uh, was April. That's cool. And, yeah, and it's nice that in like the new movie that like April is a black girl who was like who was basically the original design of April. Yeah, and she's voiced by Io Edenberry, who's from The Bear, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, I need to watch The Bear. Fuck. Well, oh, I was gonna say, it's speaking so of good. um, it's so speaking good. of a mutual favorite show of all time for us, um, I believe that one of the turtles in that 2007 movie was voiced by James Arnold Taylor, who you and I know very well as the voice of Harry Osborn in the Spectacular Spider-Man and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Of course. And, and Star Wars The Clone and Wars. Johnny Test. That's the one that everyone remembers. Johnny fucking Test. Oh my god. <laughs> and yeah, and the last two movies, uh, Gran Turismo and Blue Beetle. Okay, uh, Gran Turismo could be good. 
I, I, li- I like the true story of, of what they're talking about. I think it's very cool. Blue Beetle, however. Oh, boy. Uh, that's not looking so hot. <laughs> I, I'm kind of excited about Blue Beetle. I like, I like the... Me- I like the Mexican American like representation of oh, the movie. That's great. Don't get me wrong. It's just the movie doesn't look good. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, sure. Like, 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 like the visuals leave a lot to be desired, but you got to admit though, the scarab suit looks pretty cool to me. It does. Know. That's the best part. That is the best part of it uh, for me because I keep getting the trailer for it every time I go to the movies. But yeah, the suit. Too perfect as a massive dc fan the suit is perfect but i don't know it just looks too much like a marvel movie for me than like the one thing that dc always has had above marvel is that they really let directors show off their idiosyncrasies and their pizzazz Mm -hmm. and um and this is obviously with the flash we did not get that that also looks like an ai generated movie where um (laughs) Blue Beetle looks like a stu- a very studio produced movie from to me, like very studio made. Mm, but yeah. I wish I'd be more excited for it if that rumor that the whole movie would be in Spanish was true. Like what, what, fuck, what, what? Like a different like version of it in no, Spanish? Th- or there was a rumor that the entire movie was going to be in Spanish with English subtitles. Oh, and I, I guess I guess Susan Sarandon was told that's what they were going to do. But it's now they're not doing that, which, by the way, she's playing the villain in that movie, which is weird. I have no idea who she's playing. I She's playing the sister of Ted Cord, who was the original Blue Beetle. Oh, that explains why she wants the scarab. Um, yeah. Yeah. And... But that's uh, I'm, uh, that's going to be a uh, watch it at home on max when it comes yeah. out i have no interest yeah. in seeing that yeah uh, fun fact it was originally going to be a max original yeah. movie i remember and, that yeah and yeah and since that yeah and it because like i don't know i don't i don't know why they changed it to theatrical i think it's because that like, i think i think it's because like film i think it's because movies were doing good again and they decided to like shift it to to uh to theatrical during covid yeah, or something yeah. That. yeah yeah i just think it's crazy though like when i look at something like blue beetle and then i watch a movie like the flash i'm like i don't i mean i don't know if the movie was good or not but how is batgirl the one that got the tax write-off cancellation oh. because oh like my god because like they they don't i don't think they knew like how much potential they had there they had a movie where brendan Fraser was playing the villain when he was on the top of his game about to win an oscar like what the hell i i, <laughs> I don't I, know I, it's so david's a fucking idiot that's the problem yeah david zaslov is a freaking idiot for some reason and uh and 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 totally gives off white supremacist energy if you know what i mean but yeah oh yeah he does mm, mm, yeah pretty much and uh and like uh where was i going with this it's so baffling like it's just like very like scary that like that that like movies or shows can just get scrapped even though even though like a hundred million or like 50 million or like 50 million dollars were like put in were like put into this budget and it could just and it could just be like wiped from existence just out of nowhere just because just because change in leadership at Warner Brothers or some shit or whatever and like and 
and like not gonna lie a Batgirl movie was exciting and yeah and again Brendan Fraser as the villain was cool I was really excited I was shocked that they canceled it like that and 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 I was hoping that that and I was hoping that like James Gunn would do and I was hoping that James Gunn would do something about it I don't know if he still is but apparently like the backup drives were all gone and pretty much like behind it and pretty much footage for the movie is just gone like I don't think he can find that shit anywhere now I say give it uh 15 years and that thing will show up online somewhere in the next it ju- like just like the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie this that thing's gonna get leaked somewhere it's gonna happen oh oh they yeah can, they much. can tell the press all they want that they're erasing all copies of it but no no I don't believe that for a second someone's gonna leak it it'll I don't it could be it could be next week. It could be a year from now. It could be 10 years from now. But I genuinely think that movie's going to show up on the internet one of these days. Yeah. Yeah. Won't be finished. It won't be finished, though. Like, I'm pretty sure they had everything filmed and did most of the post production, but there was like some special effects they didn't finish. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Mm, it's crazy, much. though. They were almost, they were like, it was a finished film and they fucking canned it. That's so weird. It's, it's really weird and it's so baffling. Like it, I don't it's know. It's just, oh, man. Like so it only... Being a comic book nerd and a movie fan is so fucking frustrating. Yeah, yeah, I know. Tell me about it. We can. Hmm. All that we can do is all that we can do is think about what could have been. You know. Yeah. I think it could have been good, but yeah, could we'll have been good. Leave it at that. Yeah, could have been. Let's let's leave it at that. You're right. Let's leave it at that. And uh, and yeah, that's the. Ep- Oh, and uh, back to Blue Beetle. Um, as someone who grew up on Batman, the Brave and the Bold, specifically, if you remember mm. the first episode of Batman, the Brave and the Bold, it was like a, it was pretty much a Blue Beetle episode in which you get to in which you get to know Jaime Reyes as a character and mm. where exactly he comes from and wants to like and wants to pretty much know where the scarab come from, where the scarab comes from and wants to like meet the creator of the scarab, and and, and he pretty much meets like. Meets like Ted Cord's rival instead, instead of instead of Ted Cord, because apparently he died. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, yeah. I need to watch Brave and the Bold. I've never seen a single episode of it. Really? Like, man, it looks like it's right up my alley. Oh man, oh man. Like Brave and the Bold was pretty much my Batman the Animated Series, pretty much. Oh, bat! My Batman the Animated Series was Batman the Animated (laughs) Series. I I was raised on a lot of '90s cartoons. That's that is perfect. That sounds like an awesome childhood, my dude. Yeah. Anyway, the Batman. Yeah. Mm. Also, another thing about Blue Beetle. Um, coming from someone, even though I hate the fucking story of those games, one of my my mains in Injustice Two was Blue Beetle. Oh, that's cool. Someone who played as Blue Beetle so much in that game has no interest in seeing that Blue Beetle movie in the theater. <laughs> so what does that tell you? Uh, I don't know, man. And uh, I do like the actor Jolo Maradueno, who's in Cobra Kai. Mm, I need to watch that, too. I like Lo- George Lopez. He's in it. He's back. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays his dad, I think, or his uncle. Like, pretty much parental figure, if I may. Yeah, love it. He's back. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Anyways, uh, let's get into our top five uh, blockbusters. Uh, so this is this is pretty much a different kind of kind of top five in which I say the movie, and then I say like the budget, and then and then I pretty much say the box office gross number. Oh, 
Yeah. Well, let me pull up IMDb. I'll do the same thing. <laughs> oh, okay, great. So to start off my number five, uh, it's Top Gun Maverick. The budget was one hundred and seventy million. Box office gross. <laughs> uh, uh 1.5 yeah yeah uh 1.5 billion <laughs> that was when i was like we are so back baby when that movie came out yeah 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 and again like i've said to i said this to you before with our uh with our top five action movies uh recording and like it really it really did brought back the movie experience like specifically like specifically this was like this was like the first ever like this was like this was like the first great summer summer movie that we've had in a while because like I'm pretty sure like a few years back since 2017 that there hasn't been that much of a that much of a successful summer movie I don't think uh, yeah. like specifically summer of 2017 was pretty much terrible like not a lot of movies like made made like made like half a made like half a billion uh so like like one of those movies was called Delirium and a, and a Thousand Planets or whatever that 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 big budget Luke Besson look like Luke Besson movie that I watched forever ago and um and 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 also also I do think Luke Besson is a is like like also Luke Besson is is my enemy I don't like that man at all he should be in prison. Um, okay uh i'll i'll uh i'll just accept that you said that as someone who really likes the fifth element but hey that's i i never finished the fifth element just because i was bored and i fell and, and i pretty much fell asleep halfway through I don't uh, know. it's okay it's not for everyone yeah 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 totally understandable and, and it's such a shame because the professional was a great movie and i can't look at it the same way again but, I don't think anyone can. You watch that movie one time and then you realize what it was really about and you're like, oh, oh, I should not watch that again. Right, right, yeah, exactly. But anyways, uh, Talka Maverick, what what can I fucking say about this movie that hasn't already been said on Santee Time? Like, it's it's pretty awesome. I love the cast. Like, Tom Cruise is at the top of his game here. I haven't seen him act like this since Magnolia, pretty much. And, yeah. like, and uh, Miles Teller, like 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 this movie saved Miles Teller's career. Uh like the, the, the fucking beach the, the fucking beach football scene is so iconic right now. And mm-hmm. um and that third act is just show stopping and breathtaking. And uh I do want Lady Gaga's hold my hand to be to be our new national anthem. At least it's my national anthem. I'll stand up for that national anthem. Ready? Yeah, yeah, me too, man. Me too. But yeah, that's my number five. What's your number five, man? Uh, my number five is a huge case of recency bias. It is another 2022 release, but every single time I think about this movie, I just love it so fucking much. Uh, I got Avatar The Way of Water at my number five. Uh, that's technically not a summer blockbuster. It came out in oh, December. Oh, shit, you're right. You were talking about blockbusters in general. My bad, B. Because I, 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 just in case that happened, I actually had another one planned for the spot i got ridley scott's alien ah ah good one okay that's a good one i like Alien yeah. a lot i haven't seen it in forever though i do love alien yeah. though i saw alien at a very young age and uh well when i was a dumbass little kid my first thought was this is boring because <laughs> nothing happens until like an hour in but like that then uh, when you get older you kind of realize oh it's building the tension 
Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like with the first Alien movie, it's built as like it, it, it's built as like the first sci-fi horror, like, yeah, like, like, like truly, like something that hasn't been seen by almost anybody. That like that 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 nobody really had the idea that a sci-fi movie could be scary, and um and uh, uh like like I like that it's very like dimly lit like uh, like like mainly like literally like there are most scenes that are like that are filmed in the dark and you're always like on the edge of your seat because literally the xenomorph can just fucking pop out of nowhere and just and, yeah and just eat and just eat that character alive and it takes like, a lot of restraint cues from another big summer blockbuster that is also on my list a little further down and uh you can that just goes to show you what the lasting impression does but no yeah like another thing i really love about alien is it's big fake out of who the main character is because all the marketing for the movie if you look back on it and on if you watch the movie itself tom scarrett is the top build actor Right, yeah. Wait, but, I thought it was a. I, I thought it was John Hurt. Wasn't John Hurt also built as a main character? Or he's built. He's built somewhere in the top three. But the top, the first person when you watch the movie, the first cast member it builds is Scarrett. Ah, okay. So you would yeah. go going in blind. You'd assume that he's the main character, but no, Ridley did was way ahead of his time and made the main character a badass woman. And made it work so fucking well. She has been a feminist icon ever since. I love you, Ripley. Yes, yes, we love you, Ellen Ripley, so much. You're a badass sci-fi queen, and uh, and 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 because of and because of Aliens, uh, like she, like, like she pretty much became a collaborator with uh, with James Cameron with the Avatar movies, which is nice, yeah. you know. And, and, and yeah. I mean, she's always involved in some type of alien shit. Regardless, we she just shows up and stuff all the time. It's wild. Yeah. How do you? She's, how do you feel about like Alien as a franchise? Because like I love like, the Hall- first two. I re- I like the third one. I think it's underrated. Oh, you like Fourth Alien one, Three? Okay. Yeah, or Alien Cubed, as I like to call it, because of how they place the three on the logo. Uh, yeah. But um. I don't like four. I like Prometheus. I've never seen Alien Covenant. I know uh, I need to. I should change that. I've only seen Alien and Aliens. I don't know if I should like. I think you're good. As much as I like most of them, I think you're good. Right. Yeah. Uh, I do want to check out Prometheus though, and 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 Covenant, and apparently, and apparently, Fede Alvarez is making an Alien movie. Yeah, that's right. I think it's coming out next year. Yeah. You know, I like Fetty at... Alvarez's Evil Dead movie, so that's interesting. Yeah. 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 And I mean, like, he pretty much resurrected the Evil Dead franchise with that. So I'm looking forward to see what he does with it. But yeah, nice yeah. one. Okay. Right. Uh uh, my number four is uh Ger- is Gareth Edwards's Godzilla from 2014. Ooh, I haven't seen that one in a while, but I really? remember really liking it. Yeah, uh yeah, like I revisited it too, just because like just because like do you know uh do you know Cinema Joe? No, I do not. Uh Joe 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 Aragon from TikTok. No? Okay. Uh nope, I don't I don't go on film TikTok that much, I'm trying to stay away from there sometimes. Well I mean well I mean mainly like like well, well I mean yeah, mainly he is on film TikTok, but he also has a podcast called House of Cinema. And Oh like, wait a minute. Yes, I think I do know this guy. Yeah, yeah, and like, uh, and like he, and like he, uh, he revisited uh, Godzilla, and uh, and I decided, oh, okay, maybe I should check out Godzilla since like he apparently likes it, and um, and I did, 
And I pretty much, I was pretty much an idiot when, when, when I thought Godzilla was pretty much mid just because, just because the movie killed off Brian Cranston for some, for some reason. And, and I look at God's, and and it also and it also that Godzilla was barely in the movie, but the but 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 that movie that version of Godzilla is actually is actually pretty much an allegory for natural disasters and how the government yeah. doesn't really do shit about them. Yeah, it's awesome. I yeah. mean, like, isn't it like the whole thing in the movie that he like he awoke because of our stupid nuclear testing crap? Yeah, and and yeah, yeah, yeah. and and pretty and pretty much. Yeah, and pretty much that, like that, the Brian Cranston's character like got up in, was was like caught up into a conspiracy, and that like and and the corporation that he worked for like like didn't really care that his wife died or some shit, and and, yeah. and they tried to like shut him up. Like, oh my god, that opening sequence where like that that opening sequence where like where like his wife dies, I was like completely shooken on the edge of my seat, and yeah, I. And, and and I was on the verge of tears. Oh my god, it's so heartbreaking when you. I, it, I really got to rewatch that movie. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, you should. Uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, it's not bad. Godzilla versus Kong, Fine. however, it's great. I like Godzilla versus Kong. At least. Oh, we're on the opposite ends there. I actually wasn't. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I wasn't too too much of a fan of it. I preferred uh, right. this to that. Yeah, that's all right. And uh, there's another Godzilla movie. Co- there's another like Godzilla and Kong movie coming out, uh, sometime in 2024, I would say 2025 or whatever. Oh, the uh, are getting back together. <laughs> hell, hell yeah! And uh, Netflix released an animated uh Kong King Kong prequel called Skull Island. Dude, Looks that cool. thing flew under my radar, like because I uh, I like did not know about it until the day it came out. I was like, yeah. wait, what? No, 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 no. Like I saw the trailer for it and I thought it looked cool. And then I completely forgot about it. And then, and then, and then, and then, like I saw it again. I'm like, oh, okay, like this looks cool. I'll check it out eventually. So yeah, so yeah, that's that's my number four. Uh, what's your? I'm not. I'm not gonna go too much into my number four because it's a movie that we've talked about while on here on on Santi time, and we just did an episode of it on my podcast, the middle section of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh which yeah, I knew. Was it. released knew in it. the summer of '81. Right, yeah. Uh, I I, I need to look up the budget, (laughs) but um, that's okay. Obviously, I mean, like I said last time, I was on this uh, one of the best action films ever made. Uh, Harrison Ford is hot as shit in it, and I say that as a straight man. Um, (laughs) let's see, yeah, budget of eighteen million makes uh makes uh three hundred and eighty nine million worldwide. Like, I like I said, man, this had to be like the most anticipated blockbuster ever when you have to remember that it was written by the guy who made Star Wars and directed by the guy who made Jaws. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. just what a combination that is. I can't even begin to think about what it, what it must have been like back then waiting for this movie. Yeah, me too. And uh, and and it also has like the hardest hit, the, the hardest Indiana Jones light of all time. You want to talk to God? Let's, Let's go meet him. See him together. I got nothing <laughs> better, better to do. do. <laughs> That's what that was. My final words in the middle section episode. Oh, oh, oh yeah, hell yeah. Uh, I know I've said that Last Crusade is my favorite, but I kind of want to consider that Raiders might be my favorite. You know, like well, the more I think about it, <laughs> Raiders isn't just my favorite Indiana Jones movie. Raiders is like in my top twenty of all time. Like I love this movie to death, and honestly. 
the next three of this top five uh, summer blockbusters are in my like top 20 or 30 movies of all time. Mm, that's cool. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. And uh, I completely forgot to say the budget for Godzilla. The budget was 160 million and the box office gross was 530 million. You're so, welcome. I was one of those people who saw it. But yeah. Weekend. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, man, that's cool. Uh, I didn't see Godzilla in theaters. Like I saw it on HBO when it was out. But yeah, anyways, uh, Raiders. Uh, I fucking love Raiders. Like, what what can I say about it? It's got the most iconic. It's got one of the most iconic sequences of all time. You got Indy looking for the idol, then it's followed by the boulder, and then and then you have Indy like, and then you have Indy like running from a running from this like like running from this Mayan tribe and like mm-hmm. and, he, and, and you hear him saying Chuck Chuck start the plane <laughs> and Chuck's Chuck's got a big fish he's about to catch but he has to let it go yeah and like and as they take off like Indy like 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 Indy discovers there's a snake in the boat and, and Indy's like Chuck I hate snakes Chuck oh that's just my pet snake Reggie I hate yeah. snakes Chuck <laughs> oh <laughs> I'll chill out. It won't bite. Yeah, it's show show a little backbone, will ya? <laughs> I yeah yeah yeah. I really like Raiders and Marion Ravenford is such a badass. I think she's like the best like female co lead in any movie ever. Like one of the best female co leads of all time. Like she's right there. Like she reminds me of she reminds me of uh, what's her fucking name? She reminds me of Elaine from Uncharted. In which, yeah at that in which like except like elaine wasn't in every uncharted except elaine wasn't every wasn't almost every uncharted game whereas with uh like like whereas with marion like like she was only in two movies and indiana jones basically had a love interest in almost every movie like he's bruce wayne or some shit like come yeah on. or james bond which is what he was inspired by but oh yeah know. right Right, right, yeah. George Lucas conceived like a James Bond, conceived James Bond if he was an archaeologist. But yeah, that's cool. And yeah, and uh, the face melting sheet and like the face melting scene. That's that's like childhood scarring. That shaped me into the man I am for sure. That scene. Oh, oh yeah, and 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 of course, and of course, like you would have to remember that those aren't real faces. Those were actually claymation. You yeah, know? they made them so well. Like, remember when we actually used to make things in movies? Yeah, yeah. Instead of like CG, yeah, yeah. Instead of like CGI shit that we do get in superhero movies and some shit. Like, come on, guys. Come on, guys. Whatever happened to being practical here? Huh? Yeah, now it's all. I guarantee what I don't. Whatever happens to Mads Mikkelsen in this new movie for his death, because you know all the indie movies continue the running theme of the villain dies from their own greed. Yeah, whatever happens to Mads, it's probably gonna look like the worst CGI of all time. Uh, probably. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I hope and hopefully it won't be as bad as when like Kate Blanchett's like eyes flared oh, up in in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That was Skull. so funny. Okay, by the time that this episode of Santi Time is out, our drunk commentary on Kingdom of the Crystal Skull should be out, and I, I will be sat. You, yeah, trust me, rewatch the movie with that commentary on in the background. You will not regret it. Oh yeah. Oh oh, oh yeah. I will for sure do that. But yeah. Uh. Anyway. But. But yeah, What's your uh, number three? <laughs> okay, uh, you're gonna be pretty shocked. My number three is Sam Raimi's Spider Man. 
The budget was one thirty nine million. Box office gross was eight hundred and twenty five million. Yes, uh, unfortunately, I did not contribute to that one because this movie only came out when I was three years old. Um, oh yeah, mom oh, yeah. didn't I let me was... see it. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I think I was three at the time too, so like I didn't watch it when I was like a so so like I didn't watch it when it was out. I watched it when I was like eleven, when like when my parents like still had those Spider Man DVDs like in the basement. Oh, but now gosh. we have them. But now we have them in a cross space somewhere because like we just like renovated our basement and. Um, <laughs> And like, uh, I don't know, like, I just have such a soft spot for the first Spider-Man movie. I don't know what it is. Like, maybe it's like the Sam Raimi-isms of the, maybe it's the Sam Raimi-isms of the movie or like Willem Dafoe's like exceptional performance as Norman Osborn and Green Goblin or, or, or the fact that like this movie perfectly establishes Peter Parker's origin story yeah. pretty well, like specifically Spider-Man's origin and, uh, like I, I'm pretty sure you talked about this when you talked Spider Man on Middle Section. How do you feel about Peter? How do you feel about the change of Peter Parker's like webbing from 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 simple like wet shooters that he creates to organic webbing? Well, personally, as like as a fan of the Spider Man comics my entire life, I've always preferred him building the webs and building the web shooters because it's just a characteristic of Peter Parker to show how smart he is that he knows how to make his own web fluid. It's always been a cool uh, character idea for me. But in the Raimi movies, I think it fits the tone of the movies very well and Sam Raimi's goofy style to just have them shoot out of his wrist. And I totally know what you mean by like having a soft spot for this movie because of the whole Raimi trilogy, this is the one that's the most Raimi Raimi. Oh yeah. It's sure. mostly because of Green Goblin. Right, yeah. And 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 also and also those like quick zooms when you have the and also those quick zooms that, that it pretty much has and all like the practical effects of it. And uh and that random jump scare when like Norman is on the floor, Harry like helps him. Yes. And and then Norman's like and then Norman's like uh Last night I was bah! Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's so good. I also love when Peter wakes up from a nightmare where Green Goblin just yells in his face. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I really like it. And like, I love, yeah, I love Spider Man. And uh, and 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 also and and also we gotta talk about that wrestling scene in the movie where like where uh, Macho Man fights. Randy Savage as Bonesaw McGraw. Yeah, and, like, and isn't he also a rival? Wasn't he also a rival of Hulk Hogan? Or he was. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember. I remember that you mentioned. Well, that. they they were friends in the '90s and storyline, and then sometimes they were rivals. But oh. yeah, you. I think I think the uh, Randy Savage made like a rap uh, track one time, and one part of it like had a line that was a diss at Hogan, where he was like, "Your movies went straight to DVD, and I was in Spider Man," <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's. So Wait, wait, wait. Ima wait, no, wait. Wait, now I'm imagining Hulk Hogan and Spider-Man. That would have been also cool. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, that wouldn't have worked because he wouldn't have been able to lose the match because uh, uh, Mr. T uh, Terry does not like to lose matches if you look at back at wrestling history. Yes, Hulk Hogan's real name is Terry. Don't oh. let <laughs> just anyone who Terry Bo. Terry B, it's his last name starts with a B, I forget, but all of the Santa Time viewers are going to find out right here, right now. Hulk Hogan's real name is Terry. <laughs> Terry. I find that so funny. The Undertaker's oh real name is Mark, also. Mark? <laughs> yeah. He's named by a Wahlberg? <laughs> I, think it's, I think his last name's Callaway or something like that. 
Mark Calloway. Okay, that's yeah, not, well, hell that's of, a... kind of a banger name. Not gonna lie, could have wrestled under that. But yeah, right. I, I also always loved how Bonesaw is dressed in like an Undertaker unitart too. Like that, oh. that is kind of what he's got going on there. Bonesaw is ready. Hey, freak show, you're going nowhere. Three I minutes got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. <laughs> It's so good. Oh man, I really, I really love the first Spider-Man movie. Sometimes I prefer it over Spider-Man Two. Sometimes, but like, I, I, but sometimes I don't really bring myself to just because Spider-Man Two is like that much of a great movie. Just because it, that just because it enhances everything great about the first movie, but they make it better, even though MJ is such a toxic bitch. Okay, like hot take though. Like she is okay. Like I only think that in the third movie, I think she's fine in the other ones. Well, the, the second one, there's some iffy parts, but yeah. Okay, okay. I really okay. like her in the first movie. I think she's phenomenal in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. She's great. Like, like, like MJ is fine in the first movie, but like in Spider Man, but like in Spider Man Two, I just couldn't like, like I just couldn't stand. Like I just couldn't stand her. She got with J. Jonah Jameson's son just just despite Peter, just because, like like just because he yep. missed her show. Like what? Oh it's, my god! It's I would, so weird. Like I would move on right after that if my like if my crush like got with somebody just because just because I missed something that was important to her. Like I would I would move on. That's simple. Yeah. Okay. Easy stuff. I don't I don't know. Like okay, like my my MJ rant is over. It's why I prefer Peter and Gwen. It's why I prefer Peter and Gwen over these over that couple, but that's just me. I've always no. preferred Peter and Gwen, but uh I I'll never get what I want because she'll always be known as the one that dies, so any adaptation of her is just going to kill her off at some point. Yeah, like besides besides across the Spider-Verse <laughs> and and spectacular Spider-Man yeah, she's yeah which apparently yeah. there was no plans to kill her in that show. And I'm shocked to hear Wow. That. Wow. Yeah. And that's good. Just be, and, and that's good because probably the viewers liked her that much. Yeah, she was great. I used to date a girl that looked exactly like Gwen in that show. Really? Good times. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, anyway, um, my number three. Okay. So my number three, I'm going to save the title as a surprise for a second because my number three uh, on a two hundred million dollar budget, opens on o- opening weekend made eighty eight million when, when it released on June thirtieth, two thousand four. <laughs> made a made a worldwide gross of seven hundred and eighty eight million dollars. <laughs> it's Sam Raimi's Spider Man two. <laughs> Hell yeah! I would like, I, I like was I trying to hold back laughter when you said that the first one was your number three because i was like oh shit my number three is the second one (laughs) (laughs) and and i totally totally respect for that as soon as you said 2004 i was like oh okay it's spider-man 2 all right or it could have been shrek 2 i don't know (laughs) they Uh, both came out that year uh like which would uh yeah uh pretty much i prefer shrek 2 over spider-man 2 sometimes just because just because shrek 2 is such an important such an important movie in my life just because I've seen it so many times as a kid and I still fucking love it now. I think it's that. I think think Shrek 2 is awesome as well, but I will always prefer Spider-Man 2 to it because Mm -hmm. I'm not even joking when I say this. I am fairly confident I have seen Spider-Man 2 the whole way through at least a hundred times. Cool, buddy. There was this era when I was 11 where I'd just throw the DVD on after work. uh, Not after work, after school every fucking day <laughs> that's and cool man 
I'm like so pissed because I have the trilogy on 4K and the fucking disc for two freezes on on the same scene every time I watch it. And, and what's I have that... to skip to the next scene. And what's it's that the, scene? The scene where Peter tells Aunt May that he's responsible for Uncle Ben's death. Oh, okay. So, oh. you know, the one of the most emotional scenes in the film, I have to skip to the next one whenever oh. I rewatch it. But... I think when the Spider-Verse trilogy wraps up and then they release like a giant box set of every Spider-Man movie, even though I really only want the Raimi ones and the Spider-Verse ones, I'm probably just going to buy that. Just just be like, screw it, just so I can have it. Yeah, 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 pretty much. And and, and yeah, I don't know. What can I say about Spider-Man 2? It's got... Molina is yeah, yeah, my yeah, favorite I'll... comic book movie villain of all time as Doc Ock. Oh yeah, that's, for sure. I know that's a hot take, but I just God, I, I just love that performance so much. And I really, even when as a kid, I thought it was so cool how they made the arms look because traditionally they're just they're just gray, they're just yeah. metallic and gray. But here they had like the yellow and gold like tints on them and stuff, and it was the it was the coolest goddamn thing in the world. Even when I was five years old, by the way, I did see this movie in theaters. This is the only movie on my list that I that I got to see its opening weekend. That's the uh, yeah yeah. I think that's pretty cool. I watched it when I was like, I think I was three when I watched this. Uh, no no, actually no. I think I was, I was I was five or three years old. I don't know. Like uh, my parents had the Spider Man two DVD, and 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 I would like, and and I would and I would sit with my parents and my and my and my sibling and my sibling who who was i think two years old at the time and like we would all just like sit and watch it and like i didn't even like pay attention to it like 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 at the time i only remembered the opening uh, i only remembered the opening sequence i only remembered that iconic train sequence and of course, of course. like the third act in which like in, in which like doc Ock uses like the collider in that um the uh the tritium yeah yeah, yeah yeah the power yeah, yeah, yeah. of the sun in the palm oh, of his hand. hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's 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 great. It's iconic. I love it. And uh, hot take: I prefer Peter and Doc Ock's like relationship in the Spider-Man Insomniac thing in, in the Spider-Man Insomniac game than in this movie. Yeah, well, um, I can probably agree with that, and mainly because like. I mean, the typical Doc Ock Peter thing is Peter like, oh, I, I I idealize Doc Ock because he's a he's a very smart scientist and he could be like a mentor to me. But in most cases, he's not. But in the PS4 game, they give him that father and son dynamic type thing. And the reason why that probably works so well is that the game's story was written by Dan Slott, who, as a comic reader, I can tell you, puts Doc Ock in literally everything he writes. It was because of that. When I found out that he was writing the game and I saw they were hiding the, whoever the sixth member of like the Sinister Six was, I was like, well, it's fucking Doc Ock. Dan Slott's writing the game. And then I saw Otto Octavius after I beat the first mission and went, yep, yep. I knew it. Yeah, yep, yeah, I knew it too. I knew I was, it too. I was just waiting the whole game for it. Right, yeah. And it's because like, and it's because like when, when, when Doc Ock like, does like create the arms it's, it's kind of like a punch to the gut because i know it, it's it, like you don't want it to happen but you know it's gonna yeah right yeah because because like in terms of spider-man comic rules uh like dr octavius has to be the bad guy like ugh. look people can say and i know green goblin is most people's go-to for this but i truly believe that doc ock is spider-man's like main arch rival 
Oh, like oh. It's, I mean, yeah, sure. He uh, Goblin killed Gwen Stacy and has done some bad things to Peter, but Doc Ock literally switched his conscience with Peter Parker, so Peter Parker would die in his body and he'd become the new Spider-Man, the superior Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, like, that's some fucking think, boss I shit. I don't think I've read that story. I think they added that storyline in in Ultimate Spider-Man, which is like, which, which. <laughs> Which that show I don't like. I prefer yeah. Spectacular Spider-Man over it, you know. And 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 and, and just like you, John, I'm really sad that, that this show did not continue after 26 episodes. I like, know. Like they're like, supposed to get five seasons. Oh, oh yeah, it's a tragedy, and and and, and I can't believe like this show had to end just because of just because of like the Disney of the corp- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the corporate feud that Disney and Sony had. Or, or or Warner Brothers, like just because, just because, like fair, that, sh- yeah, 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 just because, like that show aired on Kids WB or some shit, and they didn't, it, and they didn't even have the rights to further continue it, which is a shame. But yeah, it was so weird. Also, like good, good time to bring up Spectacular Spider-Man while talking about this. That show takes a shitload of influences from the Raimi movies, like yeah, which mainly really in visuals funny. and like and story tone and stuff. I mean, the whole entire black suit intervention episode literally does the entire car. Uh, outside the library speech with great power comes great responsibility thing, like when, shot for shot, it's perfect. And when and when Gwen like points out points out the missing yep. spider at the at, yeah, there's at only at, fourteen ones missing. Say, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, but, um, but 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 uh, if you want to yeah. hear yeah, if you want to hear more me gush about Spider Man two more, go listen to the mill section episode on it. It's like three and a half hours long. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah it is and like okay uh so that's so that's your so that's your number three right we set our number yep. threes okay uh my number two is back to the future budget was Ooh. 19 million box office gross 388 million almost made my cut this was gonna be my number five but then i was like "Ooh, i like alien more and then mm. i was thinking about only blockbusters and i was like "Ooh, i like avatar 2 more but then you reminded me oh yeah summer ones can't do that so yeah 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 right uh like back to the future was pretty much like part of my teenage years like like <laughs> like i all like like i was pretty much on a hyper fixation on 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 these movies when i was like 15 years old just because just because i thought like me and marty mcfly were pretty much the same person i mean like we were always i mean like i mean like sometimes we were always like the, we were always like the class you know we always like to we always take the class. Uh, like we're both like pretty, um, like we're both, uh, like we both like, I think we both like pretty much wore the same clothes. I had a, I I used to wear an orange vest and a jean jacket so, just so I could look like him. <laughs> and, and um, <laughs> yeah, and um, and, and and to this day, despite the whole the, 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 the despite the whole situation that Marty gets himself into when he goes back to nineteen. 19- when he goes back to the 1950s and try and his mom crushes on him it's still funny it's so crazy that that movie got made when you like really explain the plot to someone i mean john mulaney has like an amazing uh stand-up bit where he talks about how fucking weird back to the future actually is when you think about it (laughs) and it's true i mean it's a high school boy and his friend who's not related to him at all that is an old man scientist (laughs) like uh accidentally caused him to go back in time and his mother wants to fuck him like 
that's back to the future that is literally what back to the future is and it works it works yeah right yeah and it does work and and another thing and, and another thing that works about it is it's like it's marty like trying to be a better person because like because i'm pretty sure he has a strained relationship with his parents and they're and they're pretty much like yeah. not it's like like when you first meet when you first meet them they're fucking miserable like they're they're, okay. they're they're losers. Like yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're losers. And when and when Marty does come back, he pretty much changes their lives and alters how and and alters exactly how his parents meet. And like and in this scenario, like and in this scenario, like Marty's dad like stands up, st- like stands up to Biff by punching him and like like pretty much pretty much saving Marty's mom. Like like I know I'm saying Marty's mom and Marty's dad just because I can't remember their names at the time. I want to say you know I, I want to uh, say George and Lorraine. I think it's Lorraine. Lorraine. Yeah 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 George and Lorraine. Yeah okay yeah I know it's Lorraine because my favorite Biff line in the whole trilogy is when in the second one when he's chasing her down the street yelling it's you and me Lorraine it's meant to be. <laughs> Someday you're going to be my wife. No. <laughs> By the way, did you know that the actor who plays Biff voices one of the cops in Spectacular Spider-Man? One of the regular cops. Oh, oh, that's cool. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I like that. I, I, I like that detail. And, uh, and like, uh, what can I say? What else can I say about it? I like, uh, I like the it's soundtrack great. to it. Of I, course, I, Alan Silvestri's score is all-timer. Definitely fun to listen to while driving on the highway. It, c- it makes you want to go faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and of course Huey Lewis. And of course Huey Lewis on the news. Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown. He's so iconic. And uh, and he also has one of the hardest lines in the film. Uh, I think like like he says something when <laughs> when this baby gets up to eighty miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. You're gonna see some serious <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and another line at the end of the movie where he says, "Where we're going, we don't need roads." <laughs> yeah, it's so great too that the movie ends right there with maybe this could get a sequel, and then four years later, Zemeckis actually did it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, and then and then the following year he did like, like he does part three. Which yeah, is- they. I think he shot them back to back, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, kind of like how the Wachowskis like shot, 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 shot Reloaded and uh, Revolutions. Yeah, 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 yeah. and Revolutions back to back. Yeah, which yeah. is which is nice. And um, and like, whew, I don't know, like, 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 it's pretty funny. Like Michael J. Fox as Marty was great, and it's so crazy that like he was doing Back to the Future. While he was doing family ties, he almost. Oh, did- dude, the story. I don't know how he did it. Like, he'd be like, oh, I'd be like doing family ties like during the day. And then at night, I'd, I'd only get like two hours of sleep and start filming for Back to the Future. And he said he did that for like months. And I'm like, how are you alive, man? I would have I would have been done. I would have just dropped. Yeah, uh, uh, there's a uh, so so in the Apple TV Plus documentary uh, with about Michael J. Fox, uh, like he further explained, like the process of 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 being of of being a Family Ties and Back to the Future. So like there was a faster way to do that. He would get up in the morning for Family Ties, and then somebody would pick him up to take him to the Back to the Future set. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. he and was committed. Yeah, I, yeah, he was committed, and and all that hard work was 
was pretty much a catalyst for his Parkinson's. And I think, yeah, maybe, but it does. That does suck that he has to that he got diagnosed with Parkinson's, and it's like it's it's so hard to like watch him like as the years go on, progressively get worse. Yeah, but and... good God, do I still love that man to death? And you know what? His whole entire career was started because Robert Zemeckis said, "Hey, this Eric Stoltz guy, get him the fuck off my set." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really yeah, think yeah. about it. The problem, the problem specifically with Eric Stoltz was that was was that when he was originally Marty, he was he was too serious. Yeah, you, know? you can't and... play this role serious. Like, okay, I hate to make this comparison. But Marty McFly, for all of you youngins out there who haven't watched the new, the older movies, Marty McFly in Back to the Future is like Tom Holland's Spider-Man performance. It yeah. needs to be like this crazy, over-the-top, like, oh my god, what have I gotten myself into? Now, if only Tom Holland knew to not do that when he does other movies, that'd be great. Pretty but- pretty, uh, pretty much, pretty much, yeah. And, uh, and not to like the Tom Holland stuff, I just... I just don't see how Hollywood like pretty much like thought they saw potential in him to do other movies because like, how the fuck do you think Cherry didn't do well? It's like, like it's all because he was the wrong actor to play that, like to play this type of role. You can't have him. Remember when that uncharted movie happened and he's just playing, he's just playing Spider-Man in it. Now, I cannot believe that there are actually people in the world who want Back to the Future to be remade with with Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. You only watch Marvel movies if you think that's a good idea. Yeah. If you you think that getting this movie remade at all is a good idea, I hope you get... No, no, that's too far. I hope you, like, trip and fall on your face while walking or something. But... um. I had something to say about Back to the Future, and I forgot what it was when I went on that rant. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything about um, that Uncharted uh, movie. Was help your dad wrong. make his bully your bitch. <laughs> there. That's. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 Back to the Future. But yeah. Everything about that Uncharted movie was so wrong. It was just further proof of why I don't think Tom Holland's that great of an actor because he has zero fucking range. Oh, I and I really hope when he's taking that that year off from acting. Maybe take a fucking class or two, dude. Learn to like range out. You can't just be like, oh, gee, Willikers, Mr. Stark for the rest of your career. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Like, like, geez. Yeah. And, 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 and the whole, like, and the whole thing with, with Tom Holland's like Spider-Man is that he doesn't even feel like an, a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man when, when he gets to meet them. All that he thinks about is being an Avenger when he doesn't even care when, when, when his first thought wasn't even to care about his community, which was lit, which is literally the point of who Spider-Man is. Yeah. Hey, remember when uh homecoming ends with Peter turning down an invite to the Avengers and then infinity war kind of just pretends that doesn't happen and makes them all excited to be an Avenger again. Um, yeah, uh, uh, no yeah. one talked. No one talks about that, and it pisses me off so much. Uh, Just like it would piss me off if Back to the Future got remade, because uh, I, dude, I'm telling you, I feel like they're waiting for Zemeckis to die. I feel like there's already been contracts signed. I feel like that Universal wants to do it, but they're waiting for Zemeckis to bite it. Oh, oh man, oh man, yeah. Like we can, like we can only like, well, uh, we now we could imagine that, but we don't like to think about that. 
Uh, <laughs> Me too. Uh, uh, remember in Infinity War where like Peter, a sixteen-year-old, literally asks Tony, a mid-forties man, if you've seen, if he has seen Aliens. Jesus Christ. I hate oh. how he calls it really old movie. Like that's always been my least favorite joke. You ever see the really old movie, uh, Aliens? Like, dude, it was in nineteen eighty-six. <laughs> if you're gonna say, have you ever seen that really old movie? At least say something like Seven Samurai or fucking <laughs> night of the living dead i don't know oh yeah yeah um, i don't know like he would have like said those movies but yeah but 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 yeah but the mcu like likes to likes to think that likes to think that they're funny and write out jokes which are actually half-assed but yeah but yeah mcu ran over uh, uh, uh that's my you know, fucking... here wait i can bring it back full circle the last time i actually laughed at an mcu joke was paul rudd's delivery of so back to the future is just a bunch of bullshit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that is that that, that that's that's, that's that's a great line. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, like I don't remember the last time I laughed at an MCU joke. Probably, probably, like, like, oh wait, actually, actually, never mind. Uh, uh, uh the last time I laughed at an MCU joke was Guardians Three, pretty much. Like some oh, jokes were funny probably... in that. Oh yeah, uh, uh, don't be rash. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Uh, my honorable mentions. Uh, Aliens. Box office gross, 98 million. Batman 89, box office gross was 411 million. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, box office gross was 710 million. And Michael Bay's first Transformers movie, box office gross was 709 million. That is awesome. Thank Wait, you. Wait, I mean, because I also just realized, oh shit, I did not do, um, uh honorable mentions which is why i'm looking trying to look one up right now okay nope that that won't work but um actually my number two before i do my honorable mentions um this was gonna be on my list regardless um star wars 1977 nice nice that's a the, good one one of the originals and i mean hot take my favorite star wars movie i kind of uh... like i kind of like this one a little more than empire yeah personally but then again that the entire trilogy as a whole is like the best movie ever made when you really look at it oh, if you look at oh, it yeah, as a seven and a half hour long epic oh but, oh oh yeah oh yeah pretty much uh again mine is rogue one so yeah and yeah yeah uh as far as uh oh oh wait did you say your number two yeah that my number two is star wars that's, oh right okay yeah that i well, i was gonna let you do your honorable mentions and then i'll do my number two while i think about my honorable mentions as i talk about my number two this is so goddamn hard to do that's, yeah, but, that's um, okay yeah but like i don't know like obviously everyone knows i love star wars mainly like uh the original trilogy some of the sequel stuff some of the prequel stuff and uh i've really most of the video games especially the jedi uh games with cameron moynihan that have been coming out the last few years oh yeah did you finish jedi survivor dude i finished jedi survivor the day after it came out <laughs> oh uh i'm still I played playing it for 13 hours straight. uh uh i'm still playing jedi survivor and I'm also and, and I'm also in the middle of playing Final Fantasy 16 and Street Fighter 6. And I'm in my fourth uh, playthrough of the Spider-Man game. <laughs> uh I actually in terms of uh that I actually just started in uh, my second playthrough of the GTA 5 story because I'm, I was bored and I was in the mood for mob stuff. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh wait. Uh, uh oh yeah, since we're talking GTA 5, uh did you see that did you see that there was like an Ocean Gate mod in the game? 
or because I because I did. What the fuck? No, no, no. Okay, like, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Ocean Gate sub was modded into GTA 5. That is hilarious. <laughs> did, did they put the Titanic in there, too? Uh, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You'd be, I I don't know. Uh, could be unsurprising that they did that, but it's also the timing of Netflix releasing, like, like putting Titanic back, like on their <laughs> platform on July first. <laughs> that is so funny. That oh. that, yeah. But um, by the way, the the uh, budget of Star Wars. It's so shocking to look at this now. The budget of Star Wars was only eleven million dollars. It only made one point five million on its opening weekend, but then went on to grow seven hundred and seventy-five million worldwide. Like, how? Imagine that. Like, I truly think that Lucas like caught lightning in a bottle here because this could never ever happen again. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, like nobody will ever like come up with an original idea like Star Wars ever again. And Except, no, uh, it's never gonna be as good as like two. Like the the thing is, is like we'll get blockbusters nowadays, and then if they're so goddamn good and they're gonna spawn a franchise, we'll say, oh, this is like the new Star Wars. Like that's what a lot of people are saying about Denny Villeneuve's Dune, and they might be right. I am so excited for Dune Part Two. Like I need it injected into my veins right fucking now i am there day one at imax screens holy shit oh my god uh also uh also we might be getting the next star wars when gareth edwards uh the creator drops because i think that looks like such a fucking cool movie oh yeah i got the trailer for that recently very cool with the dream on needle drop it does look very very interesting i'm i do want to see that yeah, and it, and it looks pretty much like culturally relevant in terms of AI potentially being a problem. Mm, yeah, maybe uh, it'll wake people up. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Like Gareth Edwards is warning you on the dangers of AI. It just and uh, and uh, and just and uh, and probably and probably and probably around the time that secret invasions like intro that was created by ai was shown to us and it looks like fucking shit yeah <laughs> and kinda, yeah and, and i just like i'm kind of i'm kind of happy that star wars is in a bad place right now in terms of like constantly shelving the their upcoming movies and stuff because honestly i just I just think it should have been the original trilogy, the prequels, and maybe the sequel trilogy. Like, just have nine base movies. I mean, I know Rogue One's your favorite, and I like Rogue yeah. One, but I, I would like to live in a world where it was just the episodic movies. Because, And the reason that this is my favorite Star Wars movie is that it's the only one that you can watch on its own that doesn't lead into another movie or wasn't led into by another movie. Because... The only thing that hints at any bit of a sequel in this is Vader getting away at the end. Everything else is just like one complete standalone story that has a third, second, and third act that ends with a happy ending, and it's great. Except for Empire. Like, that ends on a cliffhanger, though. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, that that's what I mean. Like, New Hope is a perfect three-act structure movie, and it's the only movie in the franchise where you can just watch on its own. Because every single time I watch Empire... I'm always just like, well, I gotta watch Jedi like tomorrow or next week after that. Like, mm -hmm. 
and then yeah and then all the prequels all lead into each other they all build up to something this one just builds up to nothing it's yeah. just here's here's some young teenager from a desert planet and he's gonna save the galaxy and he does by the end of the movie blows up the death star and they mm-hmm. get met they get like a ceremony and medals at the end of the movie this just feels like a one movie this doesn't feel like it's part of a franchise yet so yeah. i love it so much right yeah and uh i was gonna say something uh oh wait i'll say this like the prequels have pretty much grown on me like a lot of like a lot of people the second who... and third one have i just cannot stand the first one i don't know what it is uh, i don't know phantom menace kind of grew on me i don't know what it is like i think, eh, I think it's a little boring but okay yeah like yes it is it it, it is boring however i do think liam neeson is very cool that like, is true yeah 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 he's greatest quiet god Jin. of course duel of the fates is fantastic and like like i don't know i just i just kind of like the goofiness of it i don't know like i look at it look, look, like, I looked back on it and thinking, oh, like, this is the worst shit I've ever seen. That's not Star Wars. George Lucas fucked up. Blah. And then, like, I look at it and I'm, and I'm like, and, and then, like, when you look back on it and how, like, George, it, and you look at George Lucas's mindset, and if you think about it, with Phantom Menace, he conceived it during the end of the Bill Clinton era. Yeah. And then, and then with the... And, and then with Attack of the Clones, <laughs> the and, Attack of the Clones and, is so fucking Bush era, dude. With its third <laughs> act and the desert planet and shit. Oh my god, it's, yeah, it's actually kind of funny. And 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 with uh and with Revenge of the Sith like taking place like during um and, and with Revenge of the Sith also taking place during post 9-11 America, um, <laughs> yeah. um, like pretty much like George Lucas sent off a warning shot, like pretty much like. Like, uh, like, like, I pretty much like warning, like, 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 like warning general audiences on, on, uh, on the corruptness uh, on the U.S. government, and when uh, when Padme Amidala says this line, this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause, mm-hmm. and that is pretty much how we look at our political landscape today. Even though, uh, like, 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 even though the Trump administration was pretty much. Uh, I was pretty much over by 2021. It's like, like things still haven't changed. Like Joe Biden is pretty much an incompetent, like democratic president now. Yep. <laughs> and we uh, lost. Yeah. And, um, and pretty much like George Lucas came up with star Wars during the Vietnam war. And he, yeah. and, and he pretty and, much, and he pretty much has the empire be an allegory for the Viet Cong. It's and, more. And, it's, I've actually always more seen it as a, as an allegory for Nazi Germany, especially oh, like actually, the actually, yeah, hardcore Nazi... fascism like vibes you get. Yeah, from yeah, the that's Empire. what I meant. Yeah, yeah, I meant I meant Nazi Germany. My bad. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and then, and then with like, and then with the Republic, it's pretty much like our U.S. government, but like uh, uh, our U.S. government who we uh, who we thought who we thought that it's gonna fix our country when really they're just making it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Pretty, and Lucas uh, is very smart about that. And it's crazy to think that it all fucking started here. Yeah. And to think he was originally going to be named Luke Starkiller. Thank God that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Starkiller base was, was the name of the planet in Force Awakens. Yeah. 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 And wasn't Starkiller the name of the dude in the Force Unleashed? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. I never played Force Unleashed. It was fun. 
Okay. Cool. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Star Wars is my number two. I hope everyone enjoyed our quick Star Wars like uh the video essay real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope everybody did too. So yeah. Uh What's your number one. Okay, Whoa. my number one is Jurassic Park. Woo! This was also a, this is also an honorable mention for me. Oh really? Okay. Uh, oh really? Okay, nice. Uh what can I say about Jurassic Park? It's a fucking Spielberg classic. I've watched this a ton as a kid when I was like when when I was like four years old, just because I just because like all kids around the world, I had a hyperfixation on dinosaurs. Oh, I thought course. they were cool. I really I I I was also I was I was also both entranced and scared by like by the animatronics and visual effects of the T-Rex and all the other dinosaurs. It was very revolutionary for its time back in 1993. And, yeah. um, and like Spielberg's like whole direction on how he like uh, uh, on how he portrays the environment of this of this resurrected prehistoric land is really cool. And also, uh, I've said this on I've said this when I guessed it on the middle section podcast. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is like so hot in this movie like he's For like real man like, <laughs> our our heterosexuality is getting questioned in spielberg movies and i don't like it well actually no i kind of do like it yeah uh me being a, like 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 me being openly uh bisexual uh, i did not know that so <laughs> that now i learned something today yeah yeah uh pretty much like jeff goldblum was pretty much by bisexual awakening and so was uh, michael buble oh uh, yeah and um and like i don't know like and, and i don't know just like just like just like i like that I, I just like that he gives off like a handsome nerdy vibe and and and, and when he and, and when he gets like injured and his shirt is open and he's just like sitting like that it's yeah, just i don't know like, he, that's on purpose man he's just like yeah, you know, like he's just sure like, he looks good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and even even when he's injured, he'd be still like the witty asshole we meet him. Like I mean, like that whole bit where the T Rex is right behind them, and he just goes, "We must go faster." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, and, and like I pretty much like uh, quote him nowadays, being like, "Oh, uh, uh, chaos tissue, chaos tissue, actually. Uh, oh, uh, actually, life uh, finds a way." Like yeah, uh, oh, see, uh, see a yeah, little like, uh, one drop of, those... of water on your hand. You see, you could lean one way or the other, and then I'm gonna, yeah, just fall. Oh, now I'm in the car uh, talking to myself. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, and I don't know. Like I'm, uh, like I'm always kind of like the cheeky asshole who pretty much like makes light, pretty much who pretty much tries to make light of the situation, saying, "Uh, life finds a way." I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> but yeah. Uh and yeah. also and, and also it's got it's got other it's got other iconic characters. You got Dr. Alan Grant, you got played Dr. by Dr. Alan Grant, played by my favorite actor of all time, Sam Neill. Oh, really? Okay. He's your favorite actor? That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh and 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 uh, one of my favorite actresses of all time, uh Laura Dern as Ellie Sattler. Love her okay. so much. It's I have so a blue velvet poster right above my PC. I love nice, her. Nice, nice, dude. And and yeah, like for me, like out and like yeah, like a lot of like moviegoers back in the eighties were introduced to Laura Dern with Blue Velvet, while us, well, uh, well, us, uh, well, well, us kids in our twenties were well, well, I mean, actually, me specifically, I was introduced to Laura Dern with Jurassic Park, you know, mm-hmm. just because. D- d- like just because I just because I didn't really think that she was like a big collaborator with David Lynch, but uh, but yeah, 
uh yeah and also uh, uh, uh and also you can't talk about jurassic park without mentioning uh dr what's his fucking name guy who created the jurassic park uh oh Jesus. god uh Jesus. john hammond john hammond dr uh he mr. spared no expense yeah uh mr hammond we're back <laughs> in business <laughs> yeah oh i uh, i always think about uh dennis nedry personally oh oh my god no hey, I, was, uh, I was gonna go up to the vending machine if i don't know if anyone wants soda he's fucking sweating his ass off oh yeah 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 pretty much yeah yeah pretty much uh wayne knight what a treasure oh man uh, uh, Dotson, we got Dotson here that fucking like cares. wheeze he does during that scene when he's oh, like yeah, opening the shaving like... cream thing it's like it's like a fucking high-pitched squeal <laughs> how did i didn't think a man was capable yeah yeah yeah, man. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's 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 amazing character actor Wayne Knight. He's so great in it. But yeah, uh, as far as like, and 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 the reason why I love Jurassic Park is because like the sequels don't really live up to the classic that it is. Nope. It was a capsule of its time back in the '90s. It was pretty much an allegory on 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 the dangers of scientists messing with actual life and how it could bite you in the ass. You do yep. not. Like, like, here is a lesson to all of my viewers. You do not play God with nature, ever. And you do not play God with art, which is why we need to get rid of AI. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Like, I knew that you were going to say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, if it's anything to go by with, with this episode, uh, 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 AI is ruining art and we need to stop it. So, so yeah, that's... But, yeah, and, uh, like... Lost World Jurassic Park, uh, it's fine. Kind of okay, I guess. yeah, kind it's of. Okay. Right. It's okay. It's okay. Again, Ian Malcolm's in it. He's hot. I like yeah, it. Yeah, uh, has it's the funny. best transition of a girl's mother screaming that cuts to him yawning. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> That's such a bizarre choice. It's so great. And yeah. uh, Jurassic uh, Jurassic Park three, no bueno. Wasn't even directed by Spielberg. It was know. directed by uh, by Jim Johnston, who I do Joe really Johnson. like. Joe oh, Johnston. Joe Johnston. Wait, yeah. the fuck? Oh, Jim Johnston. Jim Johnston's the guy who used to compose wrestling themes. Sorry. Right, <laughs> no, yeah. uh, Joe Johnston, uh, uh, who I really like, um, that movie does not feel like a Joe Johnston movie at all. Yeah. Like it, it feels, that feels like a work for hire one. It, feel, it feels like Spielberg light, pretty much. Yeah. And, and yeah, I don't like that movie either, so... Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Jurassic World. Uh, I liked it when I was a teenager. I look back on it; it's, it's no bueno. I hate all three of those fucking movies. Uh, the Jurassic World quad, oh, uh, trilogy. Those... I saw the last one at a press screening in Boston with AJ Ford and Sidney Volpe, so that was nice. But the movie was terrible. Uh, oh my god! Like, don't even, don't even. Get at least started. we all saw it for actually, free. Actually, actually, no. I'm gonna. Uh, actually, no. I wasn't. Actually, actually no. Uh, since that since that Jurassic Park is my number one uh, summer blockbuster, I'm gonna fucking rant about Dominion if you don't mind. Um, Go for it. How the how the fuck do you fumble the bag by bringing back by bringing back the golden by, by bringing back the golden trio, um, Alan, Ian, and Ellie, and you don't give them shit to do? I don't know. Also, dinosaurs. Um, where are they? Exactly. Where are the fucking dinosaurs? There was three. We got we got prehistoric loaches. What is this shit? What are we doing here? 
And also, like, Chris Pratt was so bored of this movie at all. He did not want to be there at all. I don't know if you noticed, but he didn't want to be there at all. Oh, it's so, it's so, so infuriating. And also, it was too long. It was two and a half hours long. Like, like I almost fell asleep in the theater watching it. I think I, I should too. have honestly. I should have honestly. I was. I didn't pay for it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was a waste of my fifteen dollars. But, but luckily, I do have Regal Unlimited, so so uh-huh. so I can so I can pretty much fall asleep to and to to a boring movie if I want to. But oh, I got yeah, AMC A list. So, oh, oh yeah. I, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's good for you. But yeah, uh, I hate Dominion. I don't want to think about it ever again. But yeah, Jurassic Park is my number. But yeah, Jurassic Park is my number one. What's your number one? Oh, gee, I wonder what John's number one is. Probably his favorite movie of all time, Jaws. I knew it. I fucking knew it. I knew it. Released on June 22nd, 1975, on a budget of $7 million, made its entire budget back on its opening weekend, and then uh, went on to gross $476 million worldwide, which adjusted for inflation, that's probably a lot. I'm not right. gonna look. I'm not. I'm having too lazy to fucking calculate that right now. But it's probably a lot. But I mean, come on, man. Jaws. I love Jaws yeah, so who, fucking much. Who doesn't love Jaws? It's the first summer blockbuster. It's you know the original, I mean? and it's still the best one, in my opinion. Yeah. And like, by the way, my honorable mentions were Jurassic Park, Guardians of the Galaxy two, and uh, that's such a great choice. That, that actually, those two are honestly it actually yeah yeah guardians <laughs> 2 guardians 2 being an honorable mention is a great one because that's my favorite mcu movie of all Same. time yay but yay fist bump Woo-hoo! yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah man i mean i saw jaws at the age of six uh scared the shit out of me i still don't swim in, in the ocean above uh below waist level to this day because of this movie which is totally fine because the ocean is full of whale semen. You just aren't ready to accept that, everyone. <laughs> Pretty much, and uh, and fish pee too. Fish pee. Yeah, in the fish. Ocean. Everything that a fish defecates, you are swimming in in the ocean. We should not be swimming in the ocean. We got pools and lakes for a reason, even though lakes aren't as, aren't any better, but they're safer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. And uh, what can I say about Jaws? I was actually watching Jaws before this recording, but I didn't get to finish it. Uh, I got up to, I got up to, I got up to exactly where, uh, where, um, where, uh, Brody, uh, what's the scientist guy's name? Um, fuck, Richard Dreyfus and, uh, and Robert Shaw are gonna like, uh, are about to like go on the boat to catch the shark. So that's where I'm, so that's where I left off. Uh, uh I really love Jaws. You go in the, you, cage goes in the water, you're in the cage, cage, you go in the water with the shark, our shark. I'm also really excited that Lego announced that they finally approved the Lego ideas uh set for Jaws. Oh which really? will come okay. out next which will probably come out around this time next year if they just approved it like a few weeks ago. So definitely gonna be buying that. I don't care that it's probably going to be like four hundred dollars. But well, or three hundred, whatever. I'm definitely gonna buy that because it's gonna be the orca, the shark, and the three main characters. Hell yeah! And 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 yeah, like from its like opening sequence with like uh with uh like uh with the with 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 uh Christy, Chrissy like, Walken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chrissy still Walken. haunts me to this day. Like, yeah, like her, uh, her screams as she as she goes underwater. That's fucking terrifying. And like and. It, 
and and like that whole like the whole dolly zoom as it as it zooms on Roy Scheider's face, it's pretty iconic. And of course, um, I think that might be the best dolly zoom of all time. It's like the dolly it's, zoom. it is the dolly zoom for a reason, is what I'm saying. And funny enough, Guardians Two has a really good dolly zoom in it, oh, but like yeah. nothing beats about. that Brody one. It'd be great if Brody was like, "What?" <laughs> As it happens, I, I I know that sounds bad. Pop, pop, yeah, pop, yeah. Pop. <laughs> the shark saying that after it killed the kid, and then like Brody <laughs> just starts shooting it. Oh, I know that sounds yeah. bad. Smile, you son of a bitch. Pull. Funny enough, the kid who played Alex Kidner actually owns a restaurant in Cape Cod, which is where this was filmed. It was filmed on one of the islands, um, out uh, one of the islands outside of Cape Cod, which uh is like an hour away from my house and, oh that's um, cool me and my called? girl uh martha's vineyard is in off the coast of cape cod is where this was filmed no 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 and, the name of the restaurant oh i don't know oh, okay. <laughs> i just know that he owns it i forget oh, okay. what it's called i i know i've looked into it before but maybe i'll try to go there because um i usually go to cape cod every year and uh, this year I'm going at the end of August with my girlfriend and we plan on going to taking a ferry to Martha's Vineyard for the day because I want to just be like, yeah, Jaws was filmed here. I'm going to be that obnoxious asshole wearing a Jaws t-shirt. <laughs> nice. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And, and uh, all I... the sequels to this movie suck, by the way. It's, well, I caught a little bit of the second one when I was at the gym last weekend. I was like, oh, man, wait, this might be an OK movie. Hold on. <laughs> I, I need to rewatch it this summer. Is uh, Does Roy Scheider like, come back in Jaws 2? Yeah. He, oh, okay. that, and it actually is pretty cool that they deal with like the PTSD of the events of this movie <laughs> happening to him. Oh, like really? there's okay. a there's a bit in the second movie where he flips out because he sees a shadow while there's a bunch of beachgoers there and he's on a watchtower and he starts shooting at the water, but it's just a school of bluefish and it scared uh, him. Uh, I'm surprised that he still had his badge. Wait, like oh he loses it immediately after that actually. Oh 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 okay he does oh okay yeah he does lose the badge after he shoots at the water. Yeah. Okay all right yeah okay all right yeah, yeah. and it does a lot of. I think Jaws 2 is kind of an underrated gem the more I think about it. And there's a deleted scene that I wish they left in the movie because this town council makes a vote to fire Brody and everyone raises their hand except for one person. And then they say, anyone who vote, uh, raise your hand if you want to keep uh, Brody on as chief. And the mayor from the first movie is the only one who raises his hand because he believes him. It's uh, very, it's very cool. It's a very cool contrast comparing it to the first film because, like, that's the fucking mayor being the snobby asshole. That's like, oh, I don't care about sharks. Like, we need that sum of dollars. In the second movie, he believes Brody. Oh my god, I couldn't. Like, like I can't stand the mayor in Jaws. Like, literally, somebody I, tells you that there was a shark in the literal beaches, and you still continue to hold to hold a beach event during the Fourth of July when there's a fucking shark out there. Like yeah, you would it, like, it, like, it, it took someone to die, like while like the big Fourth of July stuff was happening for him. Like I love the, I love how he goes from like being like ah yeah did you did you did you see this tooth Brody that he's talking about or whatever to like thirty minutes later he's just in the hospital smoking a cigarette going I'm so sorry I I should have believed you. <laughs> oh oh yeah 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 you done fucked up you should have closed the beaches asshole <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Great well, laugh when Roy Scheider tries to grab all the beach clothes signs materials and he spills over a bunch of paint brushes in the department store. <laughs> always a good, always a lot makes me laugh. And I did get to see this at an IMAX re-release last year. And actually, I do have the poster right there. Oh, but, that's cool. Yeah, I got to. I went to an IMAX theater to uh, to see this, and it was the first time I ever saw it on the big screen too. And I saw it on an IMAX screen too. When the shark blows up at the end, the sheet, uh, the seats. Oh, they shook. It was that's great. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That, that... Yeah, that, I, I, that's all I got in my breath to say about Jaws. I love this film. Uh, we'll probably do a redux of it on the middle section again because the, when we did it, it, we did it on Skype and the audio was uh, terrible. It was a great episode, but it sounds like shit. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and, and I also really admire the make like 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 the process of making jaws because like spielberg was like straight out of college i think he was like 25 or some shit when he made jaws right and 26 um, which oh, i'm 26. which okay. we're, you and i are both creeping up on and we haven't done anything that that impactful yet in our lives fuck yeah 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 i know that's sad but yeah uh but but but, but yeah like i think i also think the make I also think the production process of making Jaws should be made into a feature film. I agree. Not gonna lie. Yeah. In the vein of like the disaster artist, I seriously think there should be a movie about the making of Jaws and they should call it something like My Lawyer Bruce because that's what the shark was named after on on set. Ooh. Steven Spielberg's Lawyer Bruce. Like, come on, I should direct it. <laughs> I already got it planned out, man. The trailer would have Life on Mars by David Bowie playing. It would be great. Mm, mm, that's cool yeah that's great and um and and like it would it would be in the vein of disaster artists it would also be a sequel to the fablements if yes were ever that's what they should do bring gabriel labelle back to play him i was yeah yeah i was just gonna get to that and uh at and also i knew that jaws would be your number one and uh and i pretty much like compiled a fan casting if of of the making of Jaws biopic that should happen and yeah. that I want to happen. Uh like as you've said, Gabriel Abel should come back to play should uh should play Steven Spielberg instead of Sammy Fableman. Uh, just mm-hmm. to, and uh uh like he has as for as for who should play Roy Scheider, he already uh this uh, this actor already played him in in a miniseries called Fosse Verdon, which is basically about which is basically a biopic about which is basically about a bi- uh, about a playwright and director named Bob Fosse, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda as Roy Scheider. Do I know who that is? That name sounds so familiar. He's the Hamilton guy. Lin. Oh, the guy who like wrote uh, Hamilton. No, yes, the guy who oh. wrote Hamilton and starred in Hamilton. Oh yeah, Alexander okay. Hamilton. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was like, I know that name. That's the musical guy. Didn't he make that movie about um, Andrew Garfield playing the guy who made Rent? Yes, yes. Okay, uh, yeah, Boom. That, I, yeah, that was it. That that movie that movie was great. I want to revisit yeah, it was that someday. Yeah, and uh, and uh, like I think I think both I think both Scheider and Lynn have like similar features, and of course, like Scheider is like Ger- it it's like of German descent, and like Limber- and Lin Manuel Miranda is like. Puerto Rican, but I think it could pull it off. But yeah. Yeah. And uh uh as for as for who should play Richard Dreyfus, Zach Galifianakis. Yes. 
if okay get him on like a nice weight loss thing and it's literally perfect like it's I think he it's has seamless. been losing weight. I think he has been losing weight. I, I haven't seen him in a while. Now, before you say Robert Shaw, I have an idea. I like the idea of Christian Bale playing Robert Shaw. Like, oh, can you imagine okay. that him in the Quint makeup? Oh, now oh, I only yeah. wanted to Christian say Bale, that because yes. I said the funniest joke when a friend of mine suggested that if, if hypothetically, if Jaws got remade, who would you cast? One of my friends said Christian Bale was Quint. And then I just went. I can't believe that Martin Brody prefers Matt Hooper's scar to mine. <laughs> oh, 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 man. Yeah, I think, wait, wait. Like every time I think about Christian Bale as Robert Shaw, I think about, I think about the similar feature that he had when he was Dick Cheney. So, oh like, yeah, I never saw that movie. I, I was like, I'm good. <laughs> uh, I saw, I saw it. I didn't like it that much, unfortunately. Mm. But yeah, uh, but but, but yeah, Christian Bale is Robert Shaw. I could see that. I also thought about Chris Hemsworth as Robert Shaw. I think Shaw. he's too he's too good looking is the problem. Like you gotta get someone who has like that uh kind probably racist towny look to them. And like I don't I don't know if Hemsworth has that. Mm, yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. That's like uh he's too like uh, he's too musk like uh, he's, he's too, too good pretty. looking. Yeah, yeah, he's too pretty for that. Yeah, yeah. uh as for uh Ask for who should play Lorraine Gray, who plays uh, Martin Brody's wife, uh, Kristen Bell as Lorraine Gray. Yeah, I fuck with that. All right, all right, that's cool. Uh, what about like anybody else who who like who would be cast? Who do you think should play like like who do you think should play Bruce the lawyer? <laughs> don't know because I don't know what Bruce looked like. I've never looked him up, okay. but. I got to tell you, if they ever did make this into a movie, they need to do the thing that I think it was Richard Dreyfuss told this story where the boat started sinking prematurely and they started yelling, get the actors off the boat. But then someone on the sound department said, fuck the actors, get the sound department off the boat. Like they need to put that in the movie if they did that. <laughs> yeah. And, and and of course, they should also like put in a, put in a storyline in which how Jaws turned out because like everybody thought, oh, man, like. Oh man, like how how are people gonna react to and, this? Movie? And we need to see like the original endings that were planned and like them talking about the stuff from the book that they weren't gonna do, like the love affair between um uh Mrs. Brody and Matt Hooper. That's not in the movie, but it is very huh? prominent in the book. Oh yeah. The book is weird. There's like mob stuff in the book too. The book's like wild. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What kind of mob? Like the Irish mob? Like what? <laughs> yeah, like like crime family mob stuff that doesn't, is... that doesn't mesh well with a with a movie well, the book about is shark attacks. very long the book is very long uh quint dies very similar to uh to ahab at the end of moby dick um gets pulled underwater by the shark because of rope wraps around his leg from a harpoon uh hooper gets killed during the cage sequence and um yeah yeah i know that yeah. And the shark dies because Brody like stabs it really hard in the head with a harpoon and it finally gives out and bleeds to death. Mm. But oh. I think blowing the motherfucker up was a lot cooler. So I'm glad the movie did that. And I do think the movie is a lot better than the book as someone who has read the book. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Like I would say, I'll, yeah, for sure. Like I would say, yeah, like I'm glad they did that ending as well. So yeah, uh, that's our top five. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, we this was for a long time. I still gotta eat dinner. It's eight p.m. I got work in the morning, <laughs> and and yeah, uh, I had dinner right before this, you know, because I didn't want to like continue this while I was hungry. So yeah, I did that because I I hate myself, but yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, well, John, it was uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on Santi Time. Definitely do this again. Uh, don't know what topic I have in mind yet, but I'll let you know soon. Yeah, um, and uh, also, if you people find me funny, you can listen to my podcast, The Middle Section. And like I said, by the time this is out, we will have released a drunk, fully drunk. We had two drinks. Uh, we had two very fucking strong drinks with barely anything to eat beforehand before recording of uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's me, Jack Siddle and Nolan Sage, just drunk as shit. Make saying the dumbest shit ever throughout the movie, like Jim Broadband twerking. Yeah, there's an image in your head right there. But yeah, um, and we got um, we're doing a Christopher Nolan month for Oppenheimer. I'm so excited for that. So I don't know what our episode that we're recording this weekend is. I know what movies we're doing, but I don't know you can... what. Uh, I believe. Actually, do I know what movies we're doing? I know we're not doing any of the Batman movies. We decided against that. I think we're doing Insomnia, The Prestige, Tenet, and I forget what the last one is. Uh, um, uh, Memento. Memento. No, we're not doing Memento. We uh. we want to do the, We want to do more of the ones that more that people don't talk about as much. Uh, That's a shame because I love Memento. Inception. <laughs> Inception's the other one we're doing. Yeah, buddy, and I'm glad that you're talking about pres- the the Prestige because that's my favorite Nolan movie, and I think that's I have best. not <laughs> seen the Prestige since 2009, so it's going to be a very interesting rewatch. I know my boy Bowie's in it as Nick as Nicholas Tesla, which is hilarious. That is hilarious, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we got Nolan month coming next month, and I can't announce what August is, but I'm very excited for it because I'm a huge fan of the property we're tackling. But yeah, there, that's a tease right there. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, guys. Uh, this has been the Safety Time Podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, thank you guys so much for listening to us to film nerds uh, ranting about ranting about the decline of the like uh, like like ranting about. Like like ranting about the 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 decline of like uh, the decline of the film industry right now. Uh, like uh, us like us warning you guys about AI and summer blockbusters in general. Uh, yep. Thank you guys. Yeah. Again, thank you guys for listening. And this has been Santi time. And this has been John Griffin. Uh. Uh. And, uh Peace uh, out. Yeah. 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 And uh, this also gives me an opportunity to give you uh that like. Like uh, to give you my socials. Uh, I'm a letterbox i a g o b f t h e, um, and uh, you can follow. I uh, can follow my TikTok. That's strawhat santi twenty three. You can follow my Twitter. That's b r i o n underscore i a g o, and you can, and you can listen to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And and as always, you can listen. And and as always, you can listen to the middle section on Spotify because apparently you can't listen to it on Apple. Hey, that's a Jack thing. He's the one who handles the technical side. I'm just there to be funny and talk about movies with my very big film knowledge in my brain. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at jgriffs99 and there's a link to my letterbox through there. So yeah, that's that's all I want you to find.
Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you. Okay. Great. Thanks for sharing the links. And guys, all I got to say is peace out. Bye bye. Later. Bye.